Thought Bubble Audio. Hey, and welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk about the hit CW show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me, as always, is my, oh my god, he actually is a cyborg friend, Tim. Hey, that's funny that you say that, because I actually, my I, I had some metal plates put into my arm, <laughs> really on top of my arm, I should say. Weird. Um, I know. The weird thing is, though, that they glow blue, so it's really hard to sleep at night, because I can't turn them off. Oh, man. And I'm a little light sensitive. Hey, I got these uh, these stickers uh, that you could just put on top of it that dims, dims any lights that are under the sticker. Am I gonna get check st- them out. Am I going to get sticker residue? Uh, I mean, never, never take them off, and then you okay. won't. All right. Well, you know what I mean, well, if I'm going to a rave, those lights could be real helpful. Cyborg, cyborg, cyborg. Really hard to say cyborg really fast. How oh, are man. you, my friend? That might be our next. That might be our next parody song. <laughs> <laughs> cyborg, cyborg, cyborg. I can't do it. It's impossible. Cyborg EDM. I'm good, yeah. man. How are you? I'm I'm great. I'm very good. <laughs> okay, very good. 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 I'm just, uh, being yeah, a, yeah. I'm just being a weirdo. Just being so, you know, that's it takes a very special kind of weirdo to sit down for an hour plus each week and talk about a TV show about superheroes. So this is true. Um, but you know what? It takes a not weirdo to email us in into our letter bag. So that's right. Why don't we search? Th- why don't we search through those very normal, normal letters? Normal, normal letters that people sent to us at SupergirlTVTalk at gmail Really, really appreciate everyone who does. Uh, people like, for instance, Ross. Ross, who said uh, uh, of uh, of Mr. and Mrs. Mixispitalik, uh, really enjoyed this episode, thought it was funny, sweet, and packed with Easter eggs and references. Few thoughts, uh, for a few things I wanted to hear your thoughts on. Um, could we have seen more of Mixie's powers in the episode? Um, my first thought when I heard he'd be on was that maybe we'd see Batmite. Uh, or, uh, or, or go through the, uh, uh, make, make Kara go through her different, uh, outfits, like the one from Super, uh, Justice League Unlimited, Matrix, or even Power Girl, uh, and I thought maybe he'd, he'd break the wall, uh, fourth wall in some different ways, like narrating the credits or something like that. Um, those are all interesting ideas, I especially like, uh, the, the different costumes in Batmite. Um, I, I like the different costume idea the different costumes as well but like in a in a cartoon or a tv show it doesn't cost money to change your outfit whereas like they'd have to create all of those outfits yeah. just for just for a one second gag for each flip through um which would then, still be worth it to be clear it, it expensive an expensive worth expensive, it expensive yeah an expensive worth it um uh and then, and then for Batmite, then you then you have people like me going, "Well, if there's Batmite, then there's Batman." You yes, know? that's true. Batman, that's true. Why am I not looking at Batman right now? Or <laughs> you know, well, so, you're the one who said you want Batwoman. Yeah, but I I can argue that Batwoman exists outside of Batman. Um, okay, I can, fair. I can fair. make that logical leap in my head, but Batmite is really just, you know. The, the fifth dimension imp for Batman. Or maybe it's all in Batman's head. Thank you, Grant Morrison. So oh, yeah. who knows? Um so yeah, that's um I do like those ideas. That's fun though. I would have liked a little more fourth wall breaking actually. Mixie's good for that stuff. 
He is. I didn't yeah. think about it. I didn't think about it during the time, but you also, oh, fourth wall breaking. Once you do it, once you do it once, you cannot come back from that, right? Once somebody turns to the camera and says, right. "Can we have our money now?" You know, like <laughs> you can't. You you know you 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 you're stuck with you're stuck with the fourth wall forever <laughs> without it. So in a way, um, yeah, yeah. You're even right, if it's you're only right. one character, now you've now you've told the audience. This is this is make believe. This is possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, finally, uh, he says, uh, uh, "I heard uh, that uh, we would at some point be dealing with Maggie's past in some way." And while her story was extremely touching, you know, I wonder if they'll ever make references to who to like relationships with Renee Montoya or Kate Kane. Um, you know, while I totally ship Kate Kane yeah, exactly, and Renee Montoya is the question. Mm-hmm. Um, while I totally ship Sanvers, will we ever see or hear Maggie mentioning a red-headed ex from Gotham? I'm going to say yes, eventually. I think gonna, I think that would be very cool. I'm going to say I'm going to say yes. Whether we actually see any of those people, I'm going to say probably not. Uh, unlikely, but 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 very cool to just hear a mention. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense for Maggie to just be totally cool with supergirl just you know rolls right off of her if you know there's if she dated a superhero already yeah that's true that's true you know yeah, what i yeah. mean this way it, like it just does it wouldn't phase her that her girlfriend is a secret agent and you know for a clandestine organization dealing with aliens you know what i mean like it's just part of her world true. already so true we'll see but we got we got time to explore we do we do ross ends by saying all the best and i'm looking forward to the musical cross crossover episode and hope to hear you guys have a sing-off with Bo and bell over on flash tv talk Ooh, sing-off you say sing-off would be quite a thing i don't know i don't know if we, we can, can get pull justin factor to be the music meister yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that would be insanely fun to hang out with our our uh <clears throat> our good friends in podcasting. Uh, we have a, 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 a email here from Anna uh, from Brazil, uh, and she wanted to say, uh, you know, we were we were discussing uh, Lena's line. He's going back to Luther's, where she says, "Well, I am human." Um, Anna's wondering if she was an alien, wouldn't that device she created uh, that Kara, des- Kara destroyed? Uh, wouldn't that wouldn't that have uh, you know found her out? Which yes. is true, Un- unless she programmed it to not find bingo her alien DNA. You're reading your, your own fan theory is very convoluted, and I refuse to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is very convoluted. Admittedly, I said last week I don't actually believe that, but you know it's always. Possible. You know, well, you can't you can't say I don't believe it, and then be like, "But maybe." <laughs> but like, I stick said, to, stick I did to your say, guns, man. I did say last week. Don't consider this a prediction. I'm not going to like if it somehow weirdly ended up to be true. I wouldn't be like, "I called it." Like, I would never do that um, for this because it's far too far too weird. Um, but uh, uh, another another one here. I think this should be our last one for today, Kate said, remember how Kara said this is her 13th Earth birthday? Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah tells Kara and Monel he's been surviving uh, Cadmus for 15 years. Uh, 
if Kara spent a few months with Jeremiah in the house before he disappeared, there's no way he could have spent 15 years at Cadmus. So it's either unless he was working for them the whole time. Well, so either this is a continuity error that the writers simply overlooked, or the writers have been extremely clever and wanted to let us know that something is very wrong with Kara's meeting Jeremiah in Cadmus. Um, so good, good point, Kate. And mm-hmm. I, I did think of this last night. I think last night he said four, uh, fourteen years, yep. not fifty. Yeah. Yep. So, so the the numbers are kind of all over the place. I think he said fifteen at one point too, because I, I I actually didn't write it down because I was I was wa- I was watching right before we started recording. Okay. So, but I um, but I did go. Man, those numbers don't. Those numbers doesn't didn't add, add up. up. Doesn't add up, right? So it, it, whether it's fourteen or fifteen doesn't add up because that still means he would have left before Kara arrived, and that doesn't just that just doesn't work. So well, um, I, I, I mean, unless unless the number fluidity is part of the story, and exactly you know, we're looking at it as a goof, but maybe it's it's intentional, um, or maybe they're just or maybe the Earth thirty thirty eight uses roundabout numbers, you know. Roundabout. It's, it's in that. It's in that range over there. It's the way I do math. It's uh, fuzzy. How math. many inches? How many inches is that countertop? It's, it's between twelve and forty-seven. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Your your kitchen renovation must be going real well. It's actually going splendidly. <laughs> yeah. Des- but I've despite to, your math. D- despite my math, it is going splendidly. Thank you. Well, that's good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Um, <laughs> that's really funny. Um. Well, I think, I think that's gonna um, wrap things up for us uh, for email. Thank um, you guys so much for emailing us at supergirltvtalk at gmail dot com. Please keep them coming. We love them. We read them all, and uh, we uh, we really enjoy uh, reading them on the show as much as we can. So, thank you so much. I want to give a quick shout out. Uh, as we mentioned last week, we gave away a set of passes to SuperfanCon. Uh, in Vancouver for this September, where uh, uh, a bunch of Supergirl people will be be convening uh, hundreds of fans, as well as McCod Brooks and Dean Kane. So you're gonna have uh, you know mm-hmm. you're gonna have Jeremiah there, you're gonna have James there, you're gonna have Lillian Luther there, um, and and more people are being announced uh, as we uh, as we move along here. So it's uh, it's really exciting, and we're we're planning on going so that should be super exciting and we were able to give away a pair of free passes to listener donna uh who we we randomly picked earlier today and we were able to announce on twitter so congratulations donna um she'll be joining everyone there at at SuperfanCon in vancouver um if you haven't had a chance to uh, if you if you entered and didn't win but you're still interested in going um definitely definitely consider it because we have uh, a little something for listeners of supergirl tv talk uh and that is you can get 10 percent off your uh your passes uh as you if you check out uh and that's the uh the as you're listening to this the pre-sale has probably probably already ended but the good news is these uh, this code is good through through the uh, through August. So uh, if you're interested in going, use promo code uh, SGTVTalk10. You get 10% off passes, $100 US or higher, and uh, you can use it until August 31st for online sales. So 
It's going to be a whole lot of fun with all these great people coming and, you know, more people on the way. Check out uh, superfanconventions.com for for more of the details in the FAQ page and everything uh, where you can learn everything. But really, really excited. And uh, we can't wait to go and and meet all of these amazing Supergirl fans. Mm hmm. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Cool. Cool. Good. cool. Supergirl fans like the people at Supergirl.tv who are oh, look our sponsors. Oh, yeah. Who are our amazing sponsors who have been with us for you know, almost two years now. And uh, they've been with us from pretty much the start. And we could not be more appreciative. Uh, it's the place where you can get news and uh, photo galleries and videos and uh, preview videos and uh, reviews and recaps. Everything that a Supergirl fan could want. It's here at Supergirl.tv. Uh, it's by fans. It's for fans. They don't take any ads because they just do it. They just do it purely for the love of the, purely for the love of the show and 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 of you, the fans. So definitely check them out and uh, uh, give them a follow at Supergirl TV site on Twitter. Tell them you you found them from us and. Uh, uh, just uh, bookmark it like I do. I check it every day, and uh, it's it's where it's how I stay on top of everything that's happening on the show. So Supergirl TV, thank you so much to them for uh, for sponsoring Supergirl TV Talk. Good stuff. Good, Good stuff. stuff. Good I'm stuff. Always, I'm always I'm always in awe. I'm in awe of your <laughs> commercialization. It's very good. Thank very you. Good. You're welcome. You know, my Richard Nixon, I don't do an impression of Richard Nixon. I do an impression of Nixon, Nixon on Futurama. Uh, it's like a watered down, it's like a, or it's like a ramped up Nixon. For a, that, that, that has then been watered down. Right. This is Supergirl. All right. Anyway. When um, the president does it, it's not illegal. Very, very good. Very good. Anyway. So to recap, our next song will be an EDM Supergirl uh, <laughs> song about about cyborgs starring Richard Nixon. All right. Well, here's the thing. We, I think we released that song a little early. Yeah, <laughs> I think we were a little premature. Ah, uh, I was watching the episode, and when all right, well, I'll get to it because it's the third act. So, um, <laughs> Supergirl episode two, uh, season two, episode fourteen, entitled homecoming this is not about a dance directed by friend of the show and co-executive producer of supergirl larry tang mm-hmm. uh written by caitlin parish and Derek simon yes yes so the episode starts monel and Kara got busy a little busier than they ever would have on cbs wouldn't you say i would say yeah yeah, I think that you know being on the CW brings out the whole relationshipy side of things in the show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, a little, a little less clean, a little less clean there, a little less clean there. <laughs> it's a little less clean. Uh, and so they got busy, but you know what? Monel woke up by himself, and he's like, "Oh no, was it that bad? Or was it <laughs> or that, was it that good?" good? <laughs> That's c- classic Monel. Well, it turns out that Kara had a lot of, I don't know. Post sex energy, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and she, she the adrenaline out, was pumping. 
Yeah, she went about saving a bunch of people already. Stopped a couple of a couple of armed robberies, like several armed robberies. And I was like, "This is a dangerous city." (laughs) There was that many armed robberies in one morning that she's like, "I got them all." Like, what What is this Gotham? What is those people? Those is 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 the Gotham? But oh, those people are foolish. They are foolish people, Frank. And here's why: they know she's in the city. There's no reason for them to. To steal things, she's going to stop them. I mean, last week, three of them tried to turn guns on her. You know, like they're not—they're not necessarily the smartest criminals. They are a superstitious and cowardly lot, Frank. They are indeed. And then um, I kick her, sir. And then I kick her. I give her a yeah, and I yeah. Oh, you look pretty good for a dead guy, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's how you were talking. It just reminded me of Bartok. Oh, I love Bartok. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Hank Azaria. Oh, very good. Um and so uh she brings Monel flowers because she is a gentleman. Because she is a gentleman, yes. Mm-hmm. And he even says so. And and uh she she uh is indeed. Um and so apparently we also learned that Kara has broken several noses kissing some people before, kissing boys. Uh you know, less than five, which equals about four. Yep. Four 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 noses have been broken. That is, you know, kissing is awkward enough the first time, particularly when you're younger, when you're, you know, and you're not quite sure how to do it. Um, and so, you know, but nor as a regular human being, you don't have to worry about also breaking somebody's nose. That's true. That must have been a terrible shock the first time. I wouldn't mind seeing that flashback. Actually. I know, right? Yeah, that'd be uh, fun. Could be fun. It's like funniest home videos. Yeah. But, but sadness. Um, <laughs> But Carl wants to keep the Monel relationship a little quiet. She doesn't want everybody's nose. She's not ashamed of Monel, she says. Um, yeah. But um, she she doesn't want everybody up in her business yeah, um, yeah. as they were with James. And it takes Monel 10 seconds in the DEO to announce it to everyone. And so I think we can definitively say that everybody at the DEO knows Kara is Supergirl. Yep. I think that's I think that's pretty uh, pretty clear at this point. Never, never explicitly stated, but this episode made it pretty clear. Pretty much confirms it. And you know what it also confirmed? Nobody cares about anything in the DEO besides Alex Wynn and Jean. Jean. Because everybody was like, okay, I don't I don't even know who you are. Yeah, I, this was so. I have to say, the beginning of this episode, Monel was being peak Monel, and he was doing he all the things that rubbed me the wrong way about him were happening ah, at the he, beginning. But he, but he had such an arc, Frank. He had an arc. He did. He did. And I'm 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 excited to talk about that when we get there. But but at the beginning, I was like, oh my god, he's just doing everything wrong. Like he's not respecting her wishes. He literally couldn't wait ten seconds to to do what she told him not to do. Um, and, and yes, we will get there. It'll get better. But I just want to point out at the beginning, I was like, oh my God, he's the worst. Mm-hmm. Frank ramblings, Frank ramblings. That is literally the best thing you've ever said on the show. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching Parks and Rec. So you said, you said literally, and all I thought about was literally. Chris Trigger. Literally, little, little, I can't say it the way he does. I can't. Literally. Literally, I can't do it. It's almost like it's a CH, literally. Literally. Yeah, there you go. That's tough. Ann Perkins. That is is Ann Perkins, Chris Traeger. Anyway, (laughs) um, Parks and Rec. Um, Watch it. 
It's so good. I love it. This is my second time through. Parks so and Rec TV talk starting this fall. <laughs> yeah, we know it's over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so that'd be a pretty good title for a podcast. Yeah, we know it's over. And you just talk about <laughs> just talk about like <laughs> talk about shows that have already come out and that are already that are done. over and canceled and whatever else. Oh man. Copyright thought bubble audio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh it's pretty good. Anyway. Yeah. If this show, if this show ever, if ever goes off the air, we know what to do. We know how to redirect our time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, towards our friends and loved ones. That's Very right. Good. Anyway, so speaking of loved ones, um, Jean, uh, Jean is unamused by the Cara Monel relationship happenings and more importantly he's like you're dating a co-worker you need mm-hmm. to go see pam and hr i've been saying those that forms. for weeks <laughs> you fill out those forms in triplicate my favorite part of that was like we have it we, we have, have an, an hr, HR? <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah mm-hmm. her name is pam and she's very nice mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently yeah. very uh meticulous mm-hmm. and a sexual harassment course you know yes um, yeah, which, which alex was so happy to tell them about uh-huh certainly more even monel than cara yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guess what you have to go do? Uh good times. And then the good times ended. Uh mm. almost. So uh there's a Cadmus truck. Um Cadmus being watched and they get beeps and whistles and lights every time Cadmus moves an alien or a big weapon or whatever, and they're moving something in a big truck. So Monel and Alex are on backup team, but we got the flyers going in strong. We got Martian Manhunter and Kara, and they are driving across a Maxwell Lord uh, Industries testing area. Did you catch that? I did. I did. I, was, I hope he comes back at some point. He probably won't because he's on another show. But it well, really, he's got the Omega Hedron, so yeah, he's got to come back sometime. F- for that reason, um, yeah, uh, it made me miss Maxwell Lord though. Just like that yeah. little sign, I was like, oh, Maxwell Lord. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I wish for days past. And that being said, like I like the like, we've talked about this before. I like season two more than season one. I really like I you know this. I really like the direction that the show is you know is running in. Um, but I miss I miss Maxwell Lord. There's something about I do that character that I really liked. Um, so this chase sequence there's three suvs and the three suvs in the truck and car you know blows up the concrete and all this stuff one of the best car sequences on this show bar none Mm -hmm. it was incredible awesome awesome camera work real really connect this tracking shots mixed with the crane work was amazing um jean swooping we talked about this in the trailer last week jean swoop, uh, swooping down and using the phase to to oh it was so it was so, so good. good so i was worried at first when he was flying alongside her that the fire would affect him some way but the fire got put out before he came in so he was all mm-hmm. good they are a well-oiled machine good teamwork yeah. it was excellent teamwork oh it was so cool um, Larry and the writers really understood in this episode really understood how to use Jean's phasing. Yes. He used it a couple of times and every time it was great. They deployed um, him tactically. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, Andrew Kreisberg just did an interview very recently saying that Martian Manhunter is absurdly powerful. And he is. He, and is. he is. And he's right. And so he, so he said, if the, if we allowed 
Jean to have all the powers that he has access to in the comics on the show, he said there'd be no conflict ever. Yeah, because that's so true. Yeah, and because we, we don't even do like he's a shapeshifter. Like he takes humanoid forms in the show, but in the comics, Jean can change into anything. If he wants to be a giant green dragon, he can be. Like and he does. And, and he does. He wants to be a giant stack of Oreos. He can be. Oh, that's like his own best, like his own dream. You know, just turning stack into of... your, your most loved food. Do you what eat food yourself? Would you, what food would you turn into? I don't know. Steak, pizza. Mm, steak, pizza. Interesting. Mm, steak, pizza. Mm, bowl of macaroni and cheese for me. Steak Pizza TV Talk coming this fall. Yeah, where we watch shows that already went off the air, <laughs> but pretend they didn't. Mm. Um, so uh, all of that was super cool. Turns out that Jeremiah was in the truck. Thank goodness that didn't flip over. Ooh. Good thing Car just attached that real nice and smooth. Yeah. That was good. That was good. Um, so he is brought to the DEO, and it's a little bit of a, it's a, bit of a happy reunion. It you is. Know, and people, the, the people, they are happy to see him. Everybody's really happy. One even might Mon-El, argue. Even Monel's happy That's to see right. him. That's right. He recognized them from, from, from days the things. past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like a couple of weeks ago. It was great. No, nah, it's months at this point. <laughs> um, and so it, Jeremiah says that Cadmus found the, found him in the Amazon. He doesn't. He remembers being in the Amazon. He remembers waking up in Cadmus. He does not know the in between, how they found him, why they were looking, all that fun stuff. But he was put to use turning the original Hank Henshaw into a cyborg, um, and he did such a spectacular job, years ahead of its time, um, spared no expense. Uh, mm. That uh, they decided to keep him around, and that is the story that he is sticking to at this moment. Yeah. Yes. Fishy. Were you suspicious of him right at the beginning? Not right at the beginning, but soon after. I was I was I was suspicious just because they were like, It's a weapon. We track when weapons move. And then it's a dude, I'm like, nah, either he's a weapon or this is a setup. And it turns I'll, out it's both. Let's let's move on because I'll tell you when we get to the point where I started to get suspicious. Sure, okay. Um so, um, so Jeremiah has a bit of a damaged hand. We learn, mm. um, you know, and it's interesting that they check only his hand and not his whole arm. Right? Is that weird? <sighs> yes. Yeah. Okay. It didn't occur to me until after Jean crunched his arm and you heard a metal sound, and I was mm. like, "Cyborg." Called yeah, it. yeah. 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 So happy. Um, I'm so happy, Frank. That's. That's a two, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, technically he may not let's, be Cyborg Superman, but he's definitely a cyborg. He's got a metal <laughs> arm. It's like, by definition, he is a cyborg. Yes, I give you half credit for that because he's not Cyborg Superman. You get yeah, half. Okay, okay, I'll get, you get half. half. Okay, great. You get the cyborg half. All right, well, I but have not the Superman I'm, half. Well, I have, for now. I have something to add. Okay, okay. M- I look, uh, maybe okay. this episode, maybe next episode, who's to say? Okay. Um, Okay, um, and so it turns out Cadmus has a nuclear fusion device bomb thing made from Kara's heat vision when she was uh, captured there, um, and they're going to explode the bomb and blame it on the aliens, you know, the the usual hoo-ha and nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big sound, sounds, uh, sounds good. Yeah, right? Yeah, good yeah, sounds like Sounds like a thing that they would do, and it turns just, out it's the thing they're actually going to do. He's not lying. Yeah, just to fame an entire population. It's fine. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's, that's the Cadmus style. That's their um, way. That is their way. And so it turns out we could probably track cars, radiation from the heat signature, you know, or heat vision, radiation words. They go in a particular order, but not in the ones that I originally said right there. Um, <laughs> but uh, because I want to get to the reunion of Eliza and Jeremiah, which was beautiful. It was a lovely hug. They it haven't was... seen each other in episodes, Frank. Episodes. They haven't <laughs> episodes. seen one another. A it season. Was... Yeah. It was heartwarming. It was beautiful. Everyone was so happy. Too happy. This is when I started to suspect things were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> there is, there is, is too no happy. way. There is no way. Everyone can, especially like when all the kids were in the corner with their boyfriends and girlfriends and they were all laughing and everything. I was like, nope, not going to last. No. Cannot last. <laughs> yep. You're too happy. I apologize. Um, this is too idyllic. And Maggie brought tequila and everyone's like, oh, oh we'll be a great family. Well, and we're gonna, I actually want to talk about this. So Monel reveals that he distrusts Jeremiah before the party. Yes. You know, he, you know yes. that he's yes. like, isn't this suspicious to anyone? She's like, Monel, we just dealt with how you were feeling different than I was last episode. I don't want to do it all over again with you in this episode. Let's just get along, and I'm going to pretend that my father is back for only good reasons, even though he was being held by an evil organization for anywhere between 12 and 15 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. What could go um, wrong? He just wants all unfettered uh, un- like access. Nothing can go wrong. Nothing can go wrong. Um, so before the, so the, the tequila thing, so Maggie Maggie shows up, you know, and Alex says, Dad, this is my girlfriend, Maggie. And he says, no man was ever good enough for my daughter, and so it only makes sense that it's you. Um, or something I paraphrase, which something. is not really a compliment if you really break it down. It, it's but, kind of a weird you know. thing to say to somebody. Yeah, well, he's a scientist. His social skills are, you know, that's I guess that's yeah, true. An overgeneral, we'll, we'll, we'll an overgeneralization, but um, uh, um, yeah, he was not. He is not. He is not prepared for that. I, I on, but actually, in 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 truth, we're joking. But I, I thought they. I thought. The comment. The comment landed weird, but I knew what he was saying. You know yeah. what I mean. Like, it, it, like, yeah, I knew what he was saying. Like, you're a step above everybody else, and I can tell that immediately. Yeah, and so, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I got, I got what he, I got what he was saying. You know, I did too. He's blindsided. Too. You know, truly, yeah. nobody, nobody warned him. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. I mean, his first reaction was like, "Wow, things have really changed." Yep. Yeah. Well, last when you saw her, she was a kid. So yeah, obviously. Right. Well, not really a kid, but yeah, pretty close. Um. And so, uh, so Maggie brings tequila, to which he replies, "Okay, she's family." Um, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> which I, which I really liked. My, my thought to this, so like when you meet, you know, your partner's, um, you know, parents for the first time, first time, and they're already like, "You're in the family. Welcome to it." That can either go really well for you, or it could like, "Okay, bye forever." Now yeah. I wasn't prepared to be part of a family. I was just dating you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it does say a lot about who Maggie is for her to just be like, okay, I'm a part of a family. Let's go. Um, that was nice, actually. I really that I liked nice. that. Um, understated. Um, what I really liked was the in-between moment before Monel got there 
and Alex and Kara had this little moment, like on a scale of one to ten, how happy yeah, are you? Yeah. Um, because we talked about this season not having a lot of those real sisterly moments, and that one was like is a nugget, but it was a really good one in such yeah, a short it, amount of time. I agree. You, you could their chemistry, Kyler's and um, Melissa's, uh, is like palpable. Actually, this whole episode, everyone's there was a lot. Like you could, the chemistry was like, like flowing out of the TV. Like you could real. There was a real sense of connectivity between everybody in this episode, which only made the ending slightly more heartbreaking because you could really because you could really sense it before then. Um, I mean, we have a great cast. And and this week in particular, a great director in Larry. So I think it makes sense that it, that would kind of bring out the best in everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so apparently we're supposed to call Eliza Lizzie. Did you catch that? I did. I thought that was really sweet that, that, that he calls her sweet. that. Mm-hmm. I thought so too. Um, but she is all like, he's all like, Psst, you know, I want to repeat the past and she's all and you know he's all like Jay Gatsby you know I want to repeat the past and she's all like Nick and you're like you can't repeat the past and he's like <sighs> of course we can um I'm teaching Gatsby right now it's in my so it's it's in my <laughs> nice. brain it's in my brain so I was he's like well, you know things will go back to the way they were and I was like no they won't they never can you're different people. And then she's like, we're different people. And I was like, exactly, Lizzie. <laughs> yeah. You're my girl. I got you. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah they're, uh, um, do you think that's a, it's an act? Do you think he wants to go back to the I way th- things were? I think there's a part of him that's still like, he's not completely evil. So I think that, yes, there's a part of him that's like, I want my family back together and I want, you know, I want to be happy with them. And, mm-hmm. um, he even said later, like that he did it for them. He did it for Alex. So there's an argument where he, he misses his family and was in some twisted way doing it for good reasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, that sounds correct. That sounds correct. It's cause it is. The bromance that I loved that was happening in this episode was the J, the JJ bromance, Jeremiah and Jean. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. You know, because Jean has been so lonely. Yeah. He's been so lonely, and his chance was Magan, and that went to Mars. Uh, so it, that, um, so this, like, the first person to treat him as an equal shows up in his life again and he's like oh i have a i have a friend you know who's not hundred well i mean obviously he's still hundreds of years younger than him but um but you know there's a you know what but they they understand each other in a way that like he's not gonna be like hey win we're best friends or hey where you're my best friend or even hey cara you're my best friend because those are like his his daughters and his employees and whatever else he doesn't have somebody uh to be like here he doesn't have a peer. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. He doesn't have a peer. And so Jeremiah shows up. He's like, oh, thank goodness. A peer. This is fantastic. I love this. Um, and there's a couple of those moments, but it's just going to get ripped right out of him because that's what yeah. happens to Jean. People he loves just get ripped right out of his life. Um, so Jeremiah wants to come back to the DEO. And Monel is like, uh-uh, that's not such a good idea. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? It's a great idea, pending a full psych evaluation, which I <sighs> assume he passed, question mark? I, well, I guess. Yeah, since he gets full thing. So um, 
I did appreciate Monel really trying to toe the line in some way, like not well at all, not well at all, but but trying. No, you have nice hair after <laughs> all these years. Your toes are not weird lengths against one another, not at all. Your elbows do not need any lotion. You know, hmm. it's you know whatever. Um, you know he. I admire your weenus. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I this, said weenus, calm down. Yeah, no, I, I was I was actually laughing at you. I have a uh, a book that my um, girlfriend's mom got me on Valentine's Day. She's like, I know you like to give compliments, so I got you this book, and it's a um, random compliment book generator <laughs> kind of thing. Where so it's got ra- so you kind of like open up a page, and it'll be like um, TSA agents will say that you always pack your bag to optimal perfection <laughs> like, or something like that. That's um, funny. It's super funny. So I was kind of like, those were kind of his compliments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and so Monel kind of gets, he gets pulled into the bedroom by car, but not in a sexy way. Um, and, uh, you know, and she's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm trying to d- be Monel, but you're not letting me be Monel. Stifling me." No, yeah. that wasn't the conversation at all. Um, you know, she she just wants him to be happy for the family. Yeah, but he is actually being. He's the only sensible one. He is. So so it was it was a struggle for me because, like I said earlier in the episode, he was doing everything wrong, mm-hmm. but here. While he went about it, maybe not the nicest way, he was absolutely right. Yeah. He, and he, his instincts were spot on. Yeah. Uh, he was right to be like, guys, he was locked up for years. He could have like Stockholm Syndrome or something. And now he wants like full access to DEO records. Like, we got to look into this more deeply. Like, this is not just a thing we can do lightly just because he's your dad. Mm-hmm. And he was right. He didn't say it in the nicest way, but but... But they should have been more receptive to his concerns and been like, yeah, you're right. We should, you know, maybe vet him a little more thoroughly. Mm-hmm. But instead, she broke up with him. So sort of. kicked him out. Yeah, sort of. Um, before we get to that moment, I want to talk about one thing. So she says to him, what would you do if your dad showed up through the door? And he said, I would run away because he was not my father was not a good man, which is 100 and ten percent foreshadowing. Oh, calling yeah. it now. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no I totally caught that yeah. too. A hundred. A hundred percent. Uh huh. Well, I caught it a hundred ten percent, Frank. So, who won this battle? The percentages. Me, because I know how numbers work. Look, it's any. It's a number. Be, a number is anywhere between twelve and forty-seven. We already talked about this. <laughs> okay. Seems <laughs> legit. <laughs> Math checks out. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it was never checked. Um, <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah. So until Monel can trust Kara's word as a as a person, there is no relationship. Right. Um, and so Jeremiah is like, I'll show him out, um, and very calmly says to him, "I know who you are, and I don't think Kara would like it." Dun, dun, dun. It's not really a threat. But it was a it's threat. It's a little it's, bit of it's, a threat. It's a, it's a slightly passive aggressive threat. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, I mean, the obvious implication is I'll tell her if you don't get off my case. Right. Exactly. And, and hmm, it, it's 
clever of Jeremiah to do that because obviously he can tell that Monel is on to him. Um, and you, Jeremiah can read people very well, obviously. Yes. And so um, I did think it was strange that um, that Jeremiah just being back was like, I will show him out to this person that I've never, you know, really interacted much with before. You right. know, wasn't just letting him leave on his own. So when that confrontation happened, I went, oh, you sneaky bugger. Yeah. You're a sneaky bugger. Um, so uh, Monel calls confrontation. on When you say confrontation, you mean the part where he was like, Monel, at last. We see each you to plane. I is walk you to the door. Danvers. Your arm is writ oh, your arm is really steel. Sure. Yeah. Before you say another word, Manel. Manel. Listen, I know you are. <laughs> listen to right, me. We've killed- There's something I must do. <laughs> we've killed I this. must steal the files from the DEO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there. Bravo. I had, to get, I had to get to that moment. <laughs> Bravo, Thank sir. you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here the rest of your life. Um, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> um, so, um, Monel, uh, Monel calls on Wynn. They go meet in the cantina. You know, and they're like, hey, we're the only two logical people right now. So, Wynn takes a little coercing, but he's like, yeah, you know, you're probably right. You know, because it, it is, it's full of fish, Frank. It's a very, it's a very full of fish situation. It is, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get a little surprise visit from Lyra. Just a, hey, remember, I'm a character. Don't forget about me. Um, I don't, we don't know your true purpose yet, but I'm a character. Speaking of fish, I'm super fishy anyway. Oh, she's so fishy. So fishy. I really thought that it, even the look that. Monel gave I was like oh he knows something but then he was like nope you treat her well because you told me to treat Carl well yeah you know and I was like oh well maybe Monel's instincts aren't terrific after yeah. all well his um, only reason is like oh she's hot take care of her too like that's his only reason yeah well it's Monel what do you want yeah he um, liked it better when he could objectify women yeah yeah what are you gonna do they're characters um speaking of characters that we love um uh, we got another JJ bonding sesh, mm. um, which I really, um, which we I actually already uh, talked about my feelings towards it because I really felt it in this scene. You know, like, you know, you're the first person to treat me as an equal, blah blah blah. It all comes out right here, and it it was very warming. And then as soon as he was like, "Here's your ID badge, report to medical," you know, familiar yourself there all that stuff he's like can do boss sean walks away he's like i want to be sneaky now first thing he does is something sketchy first thing like, it's very the convenient second... they were walking by the mainframe that is true that very is very convenient. convenient very convenient but like seriously the second john turns his back he's like all right let's get to hacking let's get down to hacking to defeat aliens I was once a cyborg. No, wait, I still am one. Oh, God. Look, you (laughs) invited me to do this show with you. (laughs) (laughs) I knew what I was getting myself into. We already had another show go, and you knew what was going to happen. I really did. You knew. Um, So he's hacking into the the mainframe. Um, When... 
when sees him do it. So they tell so when and Monel tell Kara and she surprisingly I think actually I'm I was very surprised. She's like, Okay, I'm listening. Yeah. Begrudgingly, yeah. but I'm listening. This was character growth. This is like this was actual actual character growth for her because in in, in episodes past, even just a few weeks ago, I don't think she would have listened to them. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And I, I think having Wynn there backed it up a little bit. She was like, yep. okay, if if two smart people that I respect are telling me this, then I need to listen. Yeah, yeah. And it's good. And so, well, and and so they confront they confront Jeremiah about it in a big circle uh, where everybody's talking about it. And um, and he was like, I was looking at old case files. He was shifty about it. His answer was shifty. But, but he was quick. He like was he was, a, it was a little shifty, but he thought on his feet and he did a pretty good job. Yeah, um, because I think it, he was really casing the place more than anything based on, you know, based on what he did there later. It was really it really felt like, can I get around the system right now? So while I'm here, let me also cover my tracks by looking at these case files. True, um, because even at the D.E.O., IT is going to move slow and getting you that password. Yeah, so um, true. Yes, so um, true. Yeah. So, um, um, and so he, we see. It's hard to see because like, he he's still working for Cadmus, as we know. Um, later in the episode, so it's hard to tell if he's like actually hurt by their confrontation or not, or if he's just worried about it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to tell uh, because like I said, I think there is some good in him still, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, it's very, very difficult to know for sure. It's very, very, very difficult to know for sure. Very difficult. So, but anyway, Alex, speaking of difficult situation, Alex is very mad at yeah, the three she amigos. doesn't want to hear she's it. She's very mad. She's very mad at them. Um, and so Alex and Kara have this fight, you know, you know, Alex is very blind to the situation, whereas Kara is actually trying to see it equally. And she's like, "You sound just like Monel, you know." You know, she's like, "Yeah, he's my father too." And she's like, "But an act like it." And I was like, "This is good writing and really good acting on their so parts." True. Anyway, I thought this. I want to get to it later, but like this scene particularly, like it could have been overblown, and but it felt very contained in a natural fight. Like hmm. um, it felt like a it, it felt like a natural confrontation, or even like their anger felt like in a natural place, as opposed to like being over the top. I guess yeah. There was nothing. Yeah, there was nothing over the top in this episode. It all felt very. It all felt very. Every every character's line from the actor's point. I mean the the char- every character line felt yeah. very uh, natural. Go ahead. It felt earned. Yeah. Okay. It all that's felt a, earned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, like it all felt like it it belonged, and it all made sense for these characters. I I completely agree with what you're saying. Yes, yes, mm, very good. Um, so we go back to the cantina, and Win and Lyra are playing some playing some darts. Uh, and it turns out Win stabbed Fishhead dude with a dart, and he's like he was nice about it, but you know, still. But my favorite is like Monel was like, yeah, that's Kevin. He's cool. <laughs> or, yeah kevin kevin's awesome like totally just on by but fishhead's dude name is kevin and i appreciate that 
for no particular reason. I just found it really amusing. <laughs> like he's well, not he's really listening there, so he's just like, yeah, Kevin's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, I liked it. Um, so, uh, uh, Win and Monel doesn't know how to be. With... Oh, so um, so Monel is talking to Win like I don't know what to do here, you know, and. Wynn's advice is very good. It's very good advice. Why don't you just listen to her? Kara's a badass. She doesn't need you to protect her. Uh, she doesn't need you to show her off. She doesn't need any of that. She just needs you to be you, a non-jackass version of you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I was so happy to hear him say that, and I was so happy to see that it seemed like it was sinking in. It did sink in. It was really, it was really good advice. Wynn is a great boyfriend. He's gonna it make, was the yeah. He's gonna make some someone very happy one day. It's not gonna be Lyra, but he's, he's gonna make someone very happy one day. Yeah. Um. But uh, but uh, it, it was it was great. It was great advice. Like this, you know, he's so used to his way of like the chauvinistic, you know. Like I let me. This is this is me with this beautiful woman, and but yeah. it's really about me. And you know, and, and some people like that, and some people need that. Uh, but that's not who Car is. He doesn't really get her right now, or he's getting there. You know, like he he can't really articulate or act even on why he likes her. That like because that's like he likes her because of those things, but he cannot act the way he should because of those things. It's very strange, right? Yeah, um, but she she needs an equal, and that's what he needs to. That's what he needs to be. It's very nice. It's very nice. Um, it is very nice. So I like it. It's very. It's it was a very nice scene. Uh, but then we go to Cadmus Warehouse raid, where Jeremiah is kind of taking point over the over the the comms, and he's like, "Okay, let's do this raid." And there was a really cool eye level shot of cars heat vision flaring i thought that was uh we don't get we don't get that from that angle a lot like straight on towards the camera it, was, it looked cool that was it. super cool yeah i liked it a lot uh and so she blows the she blows the the door off but it turns out that the warehouse is a bit empty dun, dun, dun. and jeremiah immediately takes off to go into the elevator and jean Instantly sensing something is wrong, tries to read his mind, and his "Why can't I read your mind?" His um, David Harewood's delivery of that line was awesome. It was great. Yeah, why that can't I read your mind? Moment. I love when he gets. You know, he's almost like a, like a, like a, like a beast. Old he's got fangs. a sharp ones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, topical. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought so. Very current, very current. Yeah, it's not much topical. Yeah, he was he was very like gruff old man. You know, uh, like I'm getting too old for this. Sh-, you know, like that kind of thing. Like you did, sort Danny of Glover, like, lethal weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like why yeah. can't I read your mind? And someone yeah. on Twitter during the show, actually old last night during Martian. the show. I was on, <laughs> I was uh, live tweeting as usual, but I also did a couple. I did a couple of live periscope streams during the commercials oh and uh it was very fun it was a very fun experiment but um someone asked in the in the comments like why didn't he just read his mind sooner and it's like well like you were saying earlier about kreisberg's interview 
if he used any or all of his powers all the time, there'd be no no conflict, no drama. It would just be like, I can't read your mind. Something's weird. All right, let's put you in the clinker. You know what I mean? Like, it would be way too easy. Yeah. Um, all think, of, he would solve. He would solve every mystery, everything, all the time, every week, instantly. That, that's true, but from not like a like a writing purpose, like we have to hide away some of his powers. But I mean, like from from a character point of view, Jean Jean is fallible, just like anybody else, you know. And him being excited to have this person back in his life just falls into a false insecurity and doesn't feel yeah. the need to read his mind. You know what I mean? Because he, like, he wants to have his friend back. Right. He's not He's not distrusting of every single little thing in his entire world. Like, he can, he can be, and he can be very cautious, but sometimes he'll let you guard down no matter how cautious you are. It happens. It's true. It's true. And so, um, so I, it didn't actually occur to me why, why didn't he read earlier, just... You know, sometimes you let your guard down, and and yeah. that's what Cadmus was counting on. And, and like I was saying, you know, he's he's. I love seeing this old man, gruff version of John. Um, so uh, it's <laughs> like, well, why do you got to call him old? Oh, you my, look oh, so old. <laughs> this is true. All I mean to mm. say is, you know, he's like an older, wiser. Uh, uh, much more gruff and uh, uh, you know, no nonsense kind of Jean. Mm-hmm. And if you like those kind of stories, I have I have something for you. Um, because at InStockTrades dot com, you can actually get uh Wolverine Old Man Logan, boom, which is the basis, which is the basis for the upcoming movie Logan, uh, coming out in just a few days here. Right, it's coming out. Is it this weekend? This As you record this? Yeah. So uh, our friends, our sponsors over at InStockTrades.com, where you can get uh, your graphic novels and your collected editions um, for, for 42% off and, and often even more than that. And, and DCB Service, where you can get your, uh, your, your regular uh, week-to-week, month-to-month single issues uh, also at a, at a nice discount and get them delivered right to your door. Uh, these are two great sites that... Uh, I happen to really, really like the way they do business. And you can get great deals, uh, like Wolverine Old Man Logan. Um, you can pick up this story. So this is, this is the basis for that movie that's coming out. And uh, so if you want to prepare, uh, you can go ahead and order this right now. Uh, you've got a retired Wolverine. Uh, you know, he's finally sort of free of his, his past as an X-Man. And... Uh, uh, of course, you've got it's like a dystopian future. Hawkeye makes uh, it plays uh, a role in the story. Um, it's got the power of Mark Miller and Steve McNiffin behind it. Uh, a, a, a lauded, you know, famous and and revered story. Uh, the hardcover for for this book, um, which is already fairly priced at $35, $34.99. At InStock Trades, you can get it for 42% off. Get it for $20.29 for the hardcover. I want to put that in perspective. That's only $3 more than the soft cover at InStock Trades. That's only crazy. Only $3 more than the trade paperback. You can get the hardcover, brand new printing, um, beautiful art, beautiful, uh, great story. So 
check out InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. And now at both sites, you're able to buy uh, your Comixology comics. There's a button, big button right there in the home pages of both pages, uh, home page of both sites, I mean to say. And you can go through that portal and get 5% back uh, on all of your... Uh, all of your comicsology purchases so you can continue to buy comics and get money every time you do. So check out InStockTrades.com and DCB Service, as in Discount Comic Book Service.com. And uh, tell them we sent you. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring Supergirl TV Talk. Good stuff, Frank. You're the master of the commercial. I do try with the segues. You try, you try. I tried to segue once. I just spun around in a circle. Um, oh, that I sounds dizzying. Yeah. Actually, I've never been on a segue before. Actually, so what I did do was lose my page. I didn't. I found it. We're good. All right. All right. So, so Jeremiah beelines it, or because he's a cyborg, he c lines it for um, uh, the mainframe, the computer mainframe, and John goes in there after him. And he's like, gold, gruffness, Martian words. Uh, and he grabs Jeremiah's arm and he does a little metal crunching, clinking sound. What are you? Your worst nightmare. Um, <laughs> and so Jeremiah is kind of like, boom, hit you with my arm. And then Jean's like, oh, no. I got to turn into the Martian Manhunter for this fight. So, oh, yeah. Because in my brain, I know it was Jeremiah, possibly Cyborg Superman, um, versus Martian Manhunter. But because I'm in a Lois and Clark rewatch, I was watching Superman fight the Martian Manhunter. Uh, and it was amazing. I was, my nerd heart exploded with joy it was at am- that scene. It was amazing. It because was Dean, so good. Dean Kane is, he might be my favorite live action Superman, actually. He's my favorite live action Clark Kent. He's definitely my favorite live action Clark Kent. But yeah. but 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 in in oh so to to watch that fight so good. It was good. It was good choreography too. I really it wasn't overblown, which I really liked. It felt like a real brawl. Yeah. Like even and so and because John is super strong, right? And uh to begin like all over. I was curious like the mechanics of the fight like is Jeremiah like strong everywhere or is it just in that arm or it was an it was an interesting it was an interesting battle but i liked how contained it was you know it Here's, wasn't like smashing through 12 different walls in the deo or whatever sure, i liked sure, sure. how i liked that it, it felt like a street fight almost so i think there's more than just the arm that is cybernetic because if jean couldn't read his mind that means something in his head too like that may not be like his original brain anymore. It might be like a robot brain or something. Um, uh, true. If he couldn't read his mind, you know? So so that then means like maybe more of his body is cybernetic than we realize. Um, and if he can go toe-to-toe with Jean uh, and hold his own, he is pretty strong. Yeah, extremely. And, and not just hold his own, knock him out. Yeah. Like that's that's insane. The Martian Manhunter is as strong as Superman, if not stronger. If not stronger, um, so yeah. So you have to, so you have to at least here on this show, you have to say that he is uh, on par with Supergirl, 
you know, maybe a little less strong, you know, based on maybe on season one where she like when she lifts uh, uh, the the finale, when she um, she lifts the prison into orbit, stuff like that. You know, I don't know if that Jean could also do that. Um, the Jean, but the Jean that we have on television, I'm not sure. Um, but I'll say he, I'll, I'll say for the sake of the argument that he's on par with Supergirl. That's that's insane that that Jeremiah could knock him out. It was so I loved it. Such a it was a thrilling episode, Frank. A thrilling episode. It really um, was. Um. So Jeremiah Jeremiah wins the fight, but not before he says, you know, he says, you know, you're a traitor. You're working for Cadmus, and Jeremiah says, you know, like that's not the whole story. Um, there's something else, there's something else that there's clearly, he's like, I don't want to do this. Like, and you can really see it in his face. It's not like a, I don't want to do this, but I'm evil kind of expression. It's like, I really hmm. don't want to do this, but I'm doing like, this is the greater good kind of scenario for me right now. So I'm going to have to beat you up. Um, yep. and I, I hope their relationship recovers from this because I really enjoyed that little bromance that they have. Um, uh, so John is knocked out, but we get to see a bit of his healing factor, which I thought was super cool. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, you know, because he'll be he'll be okay. He's just he's just healing. He's old man, old man John. Um, and so uh, we get a we get a meetup in the forest. A um, we get a, a Cadmus meetup. A rumble of, in the uh, jungle. A rumble in the jungle of uh, Lillian and uh, Henshaw and jeremiah and they're like you're late and he's like i had stuff to do and then alex and supergirl show up and they're like oh no what do we do just kidding i prepared for this and henshaw's like kaboom and then the rails off a train off the train track blow and she's like i gotta go stop that and she goes to stop it and it was cool i was like when a super person saves a train something about it well, it it um, felt like right like that scene right out of Superman the movie where he like planks on the tracks and the train goes over him. Yep, reminded yep, I me. Agree. It was totally an homage to that, and I loved it. There's a um, uh, Fleischer cartoon where he saves a train as well. I think where he pulls the train. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. that. I thought about that too. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he like literally He's pulls good. the train to safety, like into the station. Hmm. Ah, oh, good stuff. Good stuff. I thought it was interesting that she wasn't using super speed to fix the to fix the the train track. Like she was like fly fly up, heat vision, fly down. You know, but she wasn't zipping and doing it. So yeah. it brought to it brought to mind the question of like like maybe she can't she can't really control the super speed in a way that allows her to move like that. Um, I think you know, she's I think not, you're right. She's I think, not doing because she, she doesn't have it, but she, yeah, it's you know, I it's like not she, having it, a handle on the, the on the controller. You know, I think it's like precision. She can, she can work. be she can be more precise when she's when she's slower and more thoughtful and careful about it. But if she goes fast, it's a little more messy. That's how I yeah. kind of yeah, uh, you know, retconned it or or head cannon. Yeah, the head cannon. Yeah, makes sense. Um and so she fixes the one rail, so then she holds up the other, and the train passes by unimpeded, which was great. But all in that time, Alex confronts Jeremiah in the forest, because Henshaw's like, boom, knock down this tree with my heat vision um, from a one eye. And Jeremiah's like, no, Alex, no. And she's like, it's cool. I'm Alex. Um, and then so they have a Snape 
Harry Potter, you know, little, little, uh, you know, uh, confrontation in the forest. Another confrontation. A lot of confrontations in here. Uh, Alex, at last, we see oh, each other plane. Um, um, and, you know, she, he's, you know, he says, you know, if you won't, like, you're going to have to kill me. You know, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise I'm leaving. Right. And she's like, but I can't kill you. And he's like, but you must. Actually, none of that happened like that. Um, but she ends up letting him go um, as we, as I assumed we all suspected that would happen. Yes? I think so. I think so. I think we had it. I think we suspected that was, once we knew where things were, like, the trajectory we were on earlier in the episode, I think we knew where or we'd end up eventually. Yeah, I I agree. Um, um, I this is the scene. At, this is the scene I wanted to talk about, though. When uh, particularly for the just for uh, Dean Kane and Kyle Lee, the acting in the scene was so on point. Like, when, like when you talked about earned emotions and stuff like that, this scene could have been <sighs> so hammy. And so overblown that you could have rolled your eyes at it, but right. they they somehow contained themselves in a way that like a, a like a controlled emotion, uh, and you know it was it was less of that's not true, that's yeah. impossible, you know, yeah. like because it could have really gone in that direction. Um, uh, that was a reference to the Empire Strikes Back when Luke <laughs> finds out that Darth Vader is his father. Um, if anyone didn't get that, um, yeah. So, uh, I loved it. This is one of the, I mean, I've watched a lot of stuff with Dean Kane in it and not even, not even just, um, Lois and Clark or Ripley's believe it or not. Um, and this scene was definitely one of the best things I've ever seen him do. It was, it was, believe it or not, I, 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 it was very good acting. It was very, very good acting. Um, this was probably like the most intense like drama I've seen from him. I'm, sure. I'm trying to think back to like Lois and Clark, and and you know it was it was that show was admittedly pretty campy. Um, sure, but he's been in other stuff. I mean, he's been in other stuff too. He's pretty I, good I, in I, God's I, Not Dead, which is a I've, which is a. A movie, um, but he is such a jerk in it. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Anyway, okay. continue. Yeah, no, that's all I had to say. Really, I, I've not seen him in in much else, uh, unfortunately. Um, but I thought this was—he really got to show off his acting chops here. Yeah, it was great. So Jeremiah runs into the forest like a werewolf, uh, and then so we cut to Jean's optimism, where she's like, the car is like, I don't know what's gonna, I don't know what's gonna happen. And he's like, it's going to make us stronger because I have a healing factor. Martian Man. It does. Me. That's very true. John Jones. Yeah. Um, and so and so Eliza shows up at the DEO. And so Alex has to tell her that uh, Jeremiah is a liar and not a bullfrog. That, al- that almost um, rhymed. Jeremiah is almost. a liar. Um, with if I did it with a Bassin accent, then it would be different, you know. Yeah. Well, you always want to go to Kelly's. Why do you want to go to Kelly's? Um, <laughs> uh, that was a that was a reference to the North Shore, but it's also a reference to the movie Goodwill Hunting. 
Uh, so it could be a reference to the South Shore as well. Anyway. I love that movie. But I digress. It is a great movie. It's on Netflix if anybody hasn't watched it. Um, so uh, so we get Alex drinking drinking at home and Maggie I comes think she, over. Open. I think she was drinking what? Maggie's Valentine's Day present. Oh, really? I think so. Nice catch. Nice catch. Well, a drink is a drink and a present is a present. And if you don't <laughs> get no presents, from... then we don't get no drinks. <laughs> that came from a that. listener just to just to give credit where credit is due. That that came from uh somebody on on Twitter. Um but that was a good catch on their part. Cool. Good good catchems. Um so Maggie Maggie is Maggie consoles Alex and I thought the I thought this was very interesting there's a nice parallel between the two scenes between Kara and Monel and Maggie and Alex right here so Maggie shows up and says how was your dad's first day and no words are spoken and she instantly gets it yep and there's consoling without words and I was like wow that was really interesting and then Monel shows up at Kara's door and he also but and he he now understands this. I'm just here to listen. You know, it's like, it's expressed by him this way. Like this is the first time I'm ever doing this, and so you have to show me how to do it. Um, but clearly, Maggie has some experience with that. Um, at least, um, you know, she's not a talker like Monella's, but she knows when it's time to talk and when it's not time to. Um, and so you have both of the Danvers sisters being consoled by their partners. Um, both. In the same way, they're both being consoled pretty much in the same way, and they're coping with different. They're coping in different ways. Alex is drinking, and Kara's got a blanket. Um, but uh, which doesn't that sum up the Danvers sisters? Um, but uh, um, my real question for all of this is: Why do both of them have their doors unlocked? <laughs> yeah, they live, in a, they live in a dangerous world. With they live in a dangerous world with um many people out to get them the the you could at least lock your door the least they can do right but especially after learning their father is still part of Cadmus in some way in a bad way they're like oh he knows where I live but I'll just I'll just leave my door unlocked no big so, deal yeah it's nonsense non nonsense but there's a full circle there's a full circle to this um script. Where, you know, at the beginning of the episode, um, Monel says, you know, I really would like to wake up with you. Uh, yeah. And, and now we, you know, he asks, do you need anything else? And she says, you know, to wake up with me. It was really sweet. It was uh, it was a full circle moment. What a crap couple of hours they had. You know, <laughs> what a what a day Ooh. that was for everybody. Who goodness. Um, two days, I guess. Um so when calls turns out that Jeremiah stole the national alien registry, um, uh, which is no good. Yeah. So that's a bad, that's a bad thing. No bueno. Um, it's no bueno. And so, she, so he's, someone else says, you know, what are we going to do? And she's like, we're going to get up. We're going to go. And that's so Supergirl. I loved it that, you know, like we're going to go like just very simply, like no point in staying around here. We got work to do. Let's go. That's right. We'll wake up together another time. Right. Um, uh, and so uh, that was great. And so we get to we get to Jeremiah talking to Lillian. And, you know, he says, you know, 
we had a deal, you know. So obviously he's still he th- he's trying to do the right thing from the inside, but he's kind of trapped between a, a rock. He's trapped between a, a cat and a muss, and he doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really know what to do. So it looks like they have some kind of alien ship that they're going to fake an alien terror attack, maybe, or come out and just say that they're Cadmus and attacking everybody. I don't know. It, what do you think? Um, I, yeah, I think, I mean, the the plan, as it was stated earlier, was they were going to perform some terrorist attack, maybe set off that bomb or whatever. Um, maybe that ship is how they plan to deploy the bomb. Maybe they want to set of Florida, you know, terrorize people with it in other ways and then and then ultimately blame it on on aliens mm, yeah i don't know but frank that's the end of the episode that is it is it's good stuff frank it's really good stuff uh final thoughts on the episode what do you think of it um overall i give it i give it an a i really really enjoyed I, it me too i really liked this episode it's in a lot of ways understated it was an understated episode even though like there was a lot of emotional stuff that was happening in it um but it it felt like it felt good and clean and like it, it was just a solid episode you know what i mean yeah. uh all the way through i really i really enjoyed it um very little action um not not a little action. Um, very yeah, was, little fisty cuffs on Kara's part. That's what I was going to oh, say. On Kara's you know, part. part. Yeah. You know, she dealt with a lot of. She was dealing with machines basically the whole thing. She dealt with a truck at the beginning and then a train. Um, uh, but I like that felt very like very classic super family to me. Like, sure, I'm too strong to punch anybody, so I'm going to punch their head off. So I'm going <laughs> to save the train. Like it was. It 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 felt. It felt good by the end, even though the everybody's kind of in an upheaval. Um, but I really, yeah, I really liked it. Um, know what I also like, Frank? I like iTunes reviews. Um, oh, those are great. Yeah. I love it when people leave iTunes reviews. It's fantastic. We are the number one uh, rated uh, Supergirl podcast uh, right now, and it would be great if we can continue uh, to go up and up from there. We actually got a few. I saw we actually got a few new reviews uh, since last episode, but unfortunately, iTunes is still being uh, terrible, and they're all all of them are mixed up everywhere. So I couldn't even scroll through over the, uh, through the over a hundred reviews that we have to find, you know, put them in order. So I'm going to give it another week before reading some other, uh, other people's reviews out, um, to see if iTunes fixes it. And if they don't, I'm going to just go through and I'll start putting them in order myself because this is crazy. People, people, <laughs> people write in so they can, we, they can hear the reviews right out on the air. And iTunes is not letting me do that with any kind of, you know, ease, but you know what, for the, for the, for the people, I, I will put them in order. So I will do this. You're such a martyr. You know, I'm glad that you said it because I was trying real hard not to, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know the meaning of the word. It's okay. Subtitle. He really it, doesn't. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, thank you guys so much. It's, uh, uh, it's a bummer that they're not in order right now, but the second that iTunes fixes that, we will get back to uh, we'll get back to um, giving you credit where credits due. But thank you guys so much for leaving those reviews. Keep leaving them, and we'll we'll have more to read when uh, when iTunes fixes their little uh, the little bug that's happening there. 
In the meantime, you can also catch us at SupergirlTVTalk.com. You can find this episode and the show notes and the things, uh, links to things we reference at SupergirlTVTalk.com slash 2x14, as in season two, episode 14. Um, and you can also uh, email us at SupergirlTVTalk at gmail.com. Uh, tweet us at TV Supergirl. Uh, and uh, you can find us on uh, Satchel, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Google Play, you know, really anywhere podcasts are found. We're, we're pretty much there at this point. You can even summon us from your Amazon Echo and uh, tell TuneIn to play the podcast, which is pretty cool. So uh, I think that's going to wrap it up, uh, f- except for a quick talk about the trailer. Yeah? Yeah, that's about it. All right, let's talk trailers. Talking trailers. Cadmus is doing stuff. They are capturing aliens from the registry. More like they are abducting them. Get it? Because they're aliens. Aliens abduct, but Cadmus uh, is abducting the aliens. Hey. It's so clever. Um, and so uh, Cadmus is kidnapping all the aliens uh, from the registry, and Alex goes rogue. She's like, I'm going to dye my hair with a white streak and steal people's powers when I touch them. That's what going rogue means, right? That's what I understand, yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah, so Alex is going rogue uh, hunt on the hunt for the Jeremiah. In the extended preview, not the one that airs afterwards, uh, Lillian tells um, Jeremiah, she's like, you're the only Superman we need, which is great because he played Superman and he's a cyborg. So maybe that's like him being the cyborg Superman or whatever. That's all I'm saying. That's what I I'm think, saying. Maybe think, Henshaw blows up and he has to be the new cyborg. I was going to say, I hope something happens to Henshaw and he can take over the title. He can take over the title, but maybe he'll be a good cyborg Superman. You know, I'm not saying he's got to be a bad cyborg Superman. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Hey, let's see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So. That's pretty much all that's happening in those trailers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so you won't be able to join us next week on the podcast. I actually will not be here next week, Frank. It is devastating to me. I know, but that's that's okay. Uh, uh, I think we're going to have a very special guest joining us, which I'm very excited about. I don't want to announce it just yet until we lock things down, but we've got a special uh, uh, podcast co-host who will be joining me next week, and um, so there'll be no Tim. Um, we may, the show may come out a couple days later um, just to accommodate our, our friend's schedule, so I hope you guys are understanding of that. But there will be a podcast, fear not. Uh, it'll just be probably two days late or so. Uh any final thoughts on the trailer or anything else? Uh, none right now. Run, none, okay. none, none for the right now, Frank. None well for then, right now. Tim, I will talk to you in two weeks. Yes, I will talk to you in uh, the two weeks. In two great. weeks. Listeners, I'll talk to you guys next week. But until then, up, up, and away.